Welcome to the Your Money Counts podcast brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank. My name's Jenna. I'm going to be your host for today's episode. Uh, Today, we're going to continue our fraud series. Uh, But before we dive into today's topic, we're going to do our Get to Know Your Banker segment. So if you could introduce yourselves and tell us if you're an early bird or a night owl. Good morning. My name is Rachel Chateau. Um, I am probably a night owl. Um, that's the only time I get any free time away from my kids. And I like to stay up and just take some time for myself for a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, what do you do for the bank? Um, I'm the assistant BSA officer at the bank. I've been at Marquette for 15 years. Oh, wow. Great. Hi, I'm Mary Ellen Hemme, and I'm a BSA analyst at the bank. And I've been there about two and a half years. And I am a combination uh, early bird night owl because um, I only require about five or six hours sleep. So I'm usually up till at least midnight and then I get up about 530. Wow, that's incredible. I, I would say I'm kind of in the same boat, but I have to have a nap somewhere in my day if I'm going to be that co- sort of combination. <laughs> um, so let's just dive into our questions. Um, in previous podcasts, we have talked about specific scams such as romance scams and money muling. Um, but today we're going to discuss why banks ask so many any questions. Um, so let's start with uh, you, Rachel. So can you explain to us what your job and what Mary Ellen's job is at Marquette? So our job at the bank is to protect our customers' information, their accounts, and their identity. Um, this is just for our customers' protection to make sure their money is safe with us. So uh, Mary Ellen, do you fall into that same category with what Rachel does? Pretty much. Um, Rachel's a little bit higher up than me, and so she has a little (laughs) bit more responsibility than I do. But um, yes, I work more closely with the the branch personnel. Okay. So it takes a team to do all of this. Right. Um, So then, Mary Ellen, can you explain to our listeners what kind of... um, what kind of cues you look for in customers that tell you that they're being targeted by a scammer? Uh, well, the branch employees, as long as, as well as the operations employees, we do a lot of training to okay. recognize red flags and, and things that would happen. And we have a lot of um, tellers who have been with the the company for many, many years, and they get a rapport with mm-hmm. the customer. So if a customer comes in and they don't uh, they're not acting the way they would normally act, or maybe they're nervous, or they're on their phone. Um, something that would um, maybe put suspicion that mm-hmm. something wasn't quite right with them. Right. So it's about building that relationship. Absolutely. And you know, taking care of them. Absolutely. Right. That sounds like it's a really solid foundation, and that's a great way for people to be able to trust their bank is by having that relationship. So, um, Rachel, is there anything that you would like to add to that? What other sort of cues and and alerts would we get from a customer that would make us ask more questions? I would say that, you know, if a customer comes in, they request something that's not typical activity for them, or they are agitated when we ask too many questions, or they change their story um, about what they need the money for or what transaction is is occurring. Um, maybe they're on their phone. Um, they're distracted. I, they just don't seem like they're themselves. And that's definitely a cue that something's going on and they might be involved in a scam. Right. So again, we go back to that knowing your customer and then taking care of them. Because really what you're doing is you're, you're being there for the customer. So 
some people might see it as an invasion of privacy, but really it's for their benefit. It's for their protection for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rachel, can you give me um, a scenario of what a customer may tell you that makes them like makes them the bank employees ask more follow-up questions? So um, when a customer makes an unusual request, for example, they want to send a large wire transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not typical for any customer. Um, I've never sent a wire transfer personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know businesses do. Uh, but when they request something like that, we might ask some follow-up questions for them uh, just to find out what is going on for sure, make sure everything is on the up and up. Right. So what sort of questions would be asked in that scenario? So we would ask, what's the reason for the wire? Mm-hmm. Um, we would also ask uh, what their relationship is with the recipient of the funds to make sure they have a relationship, they know this person they're sending the money to. If they don't, and maybe they're buying something and it's for a purchase, then we might ask for supporting documentation to show that it's a legitimate purpose and a legitimate, legitimate business that they're buying from. Right. So now to go off of, you know, we're talking about wire transfers. Um, so Mary Ellen, do scammers really ask you to send them money through a wire transfer? Actually, they do. And um, that's why we have to really do our due diligence mm-hmm. and ask these questions, because um, it, once that money leaves the bank, it's pretty much gone. Wow. And so it's never coming back. So if we don't do our part and ask the right questions, you know, that we don't want our customers to lose the money. So we really do want to, even though the customer might think it's an invasion of privacy, it's really just to protect them. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's a big deal that once that money's gone, it is gone. And there's really nothing that you guys can do to get it back no. in that case. So being at a bank, um, I'm sure you have people walk in and ask for, you know, large amounts of cash. You know, we talked about wire transfers and then now we can talk about, um, you know, cash transactions. Um, but do you question customers when they do this as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, I know, you know, a lot of people think cash is king, <laughs> but uh, there's not really many reasons to need a large sum of cash. Um, you know, we're talking 10, 20, 30, $50,000 in cash. Um, it's not safe to mm. walk out of the bank with that amount of cash. Um, so we will ask, you know, what's the cash? What What is the reason for the cash? What do you need cash for specifically? And, and if you don't need the cash, can you take a check, a bank check? Right. Um, you know, we can absolutely do that for them. Some people get confused about when you go to buy a car and they want to pay cash, you don't have to bring $25,000 to the car lot. They would take a bank check. Right. And, you know, it seems like having a check might even be a little bit safer because you have, uh, you know, what's called a paper trail. It's it's and definitely safer just to carry it, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, who, I don't know many people that would want to walk around with that much money, you know, just hanging out of their back pocket. (laughs) What sort of questions would you ask in this situation? Would it be the same as you would ask for, you know, in a wire transfer situation? Or would this be a little bit of a different conversation? Pretty similar, I would say, Um, you know, the reason for the cash, um, supporting documentation if they're buying something. Um, If there's an urgency for it, um, that's kind of a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, we request or require the customer to order large amounts of cash ahead of time okay. so that we're prepared um, with that. Um, so if they come in and, and they need it today, mm-hmm. uh, that's also a red flag. And we will ask, you know, 
specifically why, you know, there's such an urgency for. Right. So, you know, I am starting to see a little bit of a trend here with uh, how we're talking. You know, people at the bank are looking out for their customers' best interest, and that's why they ask these questions. It's for their protection. Um, So it's really not them being nosy. Um, Mary Ellen, can you explain to our listeners why, as a bank, it's important for you to ask all of these questions? Really to protect you and your money and you you being the customer. And I feel that... uh, you might come in to, to do a transaction or take out some money or put some money in the bank or bring a check in. And it's not always going to be um, a, a situation where the teller would say, well, what are you doing with that money? Uh, I think, you know, it's it's more a conversation. And I think because our tellers do know our customers, you know, and they are doing, if they are doing something different, you know, you might, they might ask, you know, are you going on vacation, you know, or something like that. It's not... We really don't want to be in your business, but we do want to make sure that you're okay. Right. Well, and that that's great. Again, it goes back to that relationship building, and then it helps everybody trust each other a bit more. And I think there's, you know, great benefits from that. So uh, before we finish this episode, is there anything else that either of you would like to add? Um, I'd just like to say, you know, with the scams and things that we talked about, um, that's primarily the reason why we want to ask these questions because anybody can be a victim Mm -hmm. of these scams or a target. And, um, you know, they're very, very good at what they do. The, you know, the fraudsters, they Mm -hmm. have these elaborate, you know, stories and, and they pressure you and they scare you and they tell you not to talk to the bank. Um, that's, huge for us. You know, we're fighting against that. You know, we have our customer scared on the phone with somebody who has them convinced that they're in trouble or somebody's in trouble and they don't want to talk to the bank. And it's important that the customer trusts us mm-hmm. that we're not the bad guys. <laughs> you know, if, if somebody's telling them not to tell the bank what they're doing with their money, then something's wrong. Yeah. That's your red flag to go to your bank. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. Um, Well, you can get a better understanding of local and national scams that are happening by visiting Marquette Savings uh, Fraud Protection Center on the website at marquettesavings.bank. Subscribe to the Your Money Counts podcast so you can get the episodes when they're released and write us a review. Uh, The Your Money Counts podcast is brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank and Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. FDIC.